Thank you for listening to messages from Avondale Baptist Church and Pastor Jack Marslinder. This message is from a special Lord's Supper service on October 2nd, 2022. Good morning and welcome to worship at Avondale Baptist Church. You probably already recognize that things are a little different today, different lighting, different setup up here. And the reason that we've changed some things today is because we're focusing almost exclusively on the Lord's Supper. And sometimes it's good to change things because then you stop and you think, why are we doing this? What's this all about? Because sometimes in church, you know, just muscle memory takes over. You know, we, we, we come to church, we sit down, we shake a few hands, we stand up and sing a song or two, we sit down for the message, take a good nap, and then, and then, and then it's Lord's Supper time, you know, we, we, we come up and get the elements and we go back and we go on unchanged. We don't want worship to just be rote memory. We want to focus on some things. So I'm going to go ahead and take care of the announcements and things right up front. And, and we're kind of reversing the order today. We're going to do message and then the Lord's Supper. And then we're going to do some, some worship time after that. So I wanted you to know why we're doing what we're doing. Let me give you a, a few announcements right now. First of all, let me introduce some new members of our church. Um, back over here, um, Amy Medley. There you are. You moved since I, I talked to you a few minutes ago. Amy Medley is a new member. And Marianne Medley, her, her mother, is new member. So we want to welcome you to our church. Um, we do want to encourage you to, to uh, um, just focus on the Lord's Supper today. Let it speak to you. Let it be like it's the first time that you're doing this. We do want to hear from you. I won't say anything more about that, but use the QR codes, the connection cards to... Uh, let us know. Offerings go in the boxes along with your connection cards. And we do have some great things coming up. A uh, new Bible class starts Wednesday night. Our night of worship is next Sunday night, fall festival on October 30th. But I'm going to trust you to look at abcaz.net for all the details on that. And by the way, we, up, uh, we, we put in all the new information and every Wednesday morning. So you always know what's going on. Now let's talk about the Lord's Supper. I want to encourage you, if you are a believer in and follower of Jesus Christ, to participate in his supper. You don't have to be a member necessarily of Avondale Baptist Church, but if you are a believer, this is something that Jesus taught us to do, encouraged us to do, and it has very, very deep meaning for us. Now, if you're a guest and you're not a believer, you're, you're, you're here, you're curious about our faith and wanting to know what it's all about, you think about it as you watch us and as we participate and as we observe. And if you have any questions afterwards, we would love to talk to you about it because that's what we do. We believe in Jesus to the point where we would encourage everyone else to believe in Jesus. Now, before we participate, Paul taught us something in 1 Corinthians. He said, a man ought to examine himself before he participates in the Lord's Supper. So I want you to take a moment or two and examine yourself. Ask yourself some questions while we take a moment or so in prayer. Are, are my relationships healthy? Is there someone that I need to be reconciled with? Am I mad at someone and I need to forgive them? 
Is, is there something going on between me and another person that I need to take before God today so that I can get that straight? Pray about that. Is there anyone that I need to forgive as Jesus forgave me? Another question to ask yourself, have I repented of all known sin? Is there anything going on in my life that I'm not doing or that I am doing that I shouldn't be doing? Take it before God. Repent. Tell him, I admit this is wrong, God, and I want to change. I want to be different. And then ask yourself, am I ready spiritually to participate in his supper? I don't want you to do it just out of habit. I want you to do it because you were amazed at God's love for you, that he died for you. And so later in the service, when we take a piece of bread or drink a cup of juice, it will have real meaning for you. So you take a moment or two and you get spiritually ready. You examine yourself and then Jeremy's going to come and, and, and lead us and close us in prayer. But you use this time not just to bow your heads, but to talk to God. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, we come before you. We thank you for this time that we might sit and examine ourselves before you. Lord, where there is aught towards a brother, may it be healed. Where there is sin, may it be revealed that we might ask for forgiveness. Father, we just want to be worshippers. We want to worship you. Every action that has taken place today, may it bring honor to you. May it bring delight to your heart. Lord, we love you. We pray and we praise you. 
Father God, speak. Your servants are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be I'm stepping out of my chronology in Luke. We're still focusing on Jesus, but I wanted you to read of the time that Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper because I really want you to understand what Jesus did, why he did it, and then we can focus on why we participate in the Lord's Supper today. And so I really do want you to understand this. So we're moving forward to Luke chapter 22. And we're going to read verses 7 through 20. And this is when Jesus, with his disciples, on the night before he was betrayed and then arrested, that he set aside this very special time in which he participated and he instituted the Lord's Supper. Let's stand together as we read the passage. Luke chapter 22, beginning with verse 7. And here's how it reads. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it, they asked. And he replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. 
follow him to the house that he enters. And say to the owner of the house, the teacher asked, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them, so they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. You may be seated. I really want you to understand the night that Jesus instituted this with his disciples, for there was a lot going on. It was early Thursday evening. It was the most serious time that Jesus had ever been with his disciples. The room itself, this upper room that he had managed to secure for them to meet, was filled with tension. Jesus himself knew that he would be dead within 24 hours, and so his tension was rising and would hit a peak later that night in Gethsemane. The disciples, well, Jesus cared deeply for them, and he loved them so much he wanted them to be ready. He knew that they did not understand. He had prepared them. He had told them he was going to die. But they really weren't ready. They were in denial. But still, even the disciples were deeply stressed. They knew that the Jewish leaders were plotting against them. And for the very first time, everything Jesus had done up to this point was public. This was the first time that he had arranged essentially a secret meeting almost with passwords. Go into the town, follow a certain man carrying some water. Go, and when you get to his house, say to him, and then he will know that you can be admitted. And I think the reason Jesus did that is because he knew that Judas was going to betray him that night. But he wanted this very sacred and special time with his disciples first. So I'm not going to let anything interfere. Judas can do what Judas is going to do But I'm going to do some teaching. I'm going to love you. I'm going to wash your feet. I'm going to institute the Lord's Supper because he cared deeply for his disciples. He knew that they and he were about to enter into the greatest trial of their lives. And for God himself, it was the greatest trial in the existence of the Trinity that God himself would die because he loved us. So once they all gathered in the upper room, you put together things from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you get an idea of everything that occurred that night. Jesus celebrated the Jewish Passover meal with his disciples. It was the absolute highlight of the Jewish calendar year. Much like Easter and Christmas all rolled into one for them. It was a special meal centered around a sacrificial lamb, 
a celebration of the way that God had delivered them back in the time of Moses. The stress of the disciples was so real that you can see that it boiled over, even during this special time, into an argument among the disciples. Who is the greatest? Is it Peter? Is it John? Is it James? And they argued about that, and Jesus had to rebuke them sternly. But then he did the greatest act of love that could be imagined by the disciples. And the mood changed quickly as Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. And I want you to think about this, because this amazed them. This was Jesus, God himself, being the servant. And it amazed them, and it has always amazed me that Jesus, the Son of God, would wrap a towel around him and kneel down and wash the feet of his disciples. And they recognized, maybe for the first time, that's how much Jesus wants us to love each other. And then he had to sadly point out, though I love all of you, one of you is a betrayer. And maybe not all the disciples caught it, but John asked him who it was. And Jesus indicated that it was Judas. And Jesus dismissed him. Go do your dirty work. And then during all of this drama, all of the tension, everything that was going on that night, Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. He took a piece of bread, he broke it, and he said, this is my body, which is for you. And he took a cup, and he shared it with them, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. I wanted you to be reminded of the story, because often we just kind of do it because the pastor says it's time to do it. I wanted you to understand what this was leading up to. The most sacred moment in human history. The next morning when Jesus was crucified. When he was killed, died on a cross because he loved me. And he loved you. And he cared deeply about all who would believe in him. He cared deeply for all purpose. Persons. So that's what happened on the night that Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. And so today we're doing this in our church. So why do we do it? What's the point? Why is this something that we still do today? What's it all about? I want to give you four reasons why we do the Lord's Supper. And I want you to understand these things because I'm really praying that all four of them would occur in your life, in my life, and in the life of our church today. And so Jesus gave us the Lord's Supper because it's a time to stop or pause or take a time out. Understand for the disciples, man, things were moving rapidly. It almost felt like them, like it's out of control. There's so much going on. The Jews are trying to arrest us, maybe even kill us. They definitely want to take... um, Jesus, away from us. We were like celebrities six months ago. People came to the miracles. People came to the healing. They, they loved us. 
They wanted us to come to their town and do what we did in other places. And now it seems like the crowd has turned against us. Things are out of control. At least it seemed that way. And so part of what Jesus did for his disciples, because he wanted to prepare them, he wanted them to be ready, was essentially to call a timeout. Timeout! Jesus. And he spent some very sacred time with them. Listen, that's that's part of the same reason he gave it to us. Because there are times in which life seems out of control. Things are happening. I mean, there's life, there's bills, there's sickness, there's challenges, there's issues, there's inflation, there's wars, there's angry people. And you and I need a timeout, a pause, a stop, so that we can focus on what Jesus did for us. Now, God built some of these into our calendars. Most people ignore. I mean, the, the Sabbath, the Sunday, the worship is, is kind of a break on our normal calendar. But on top of that, he wanted something special. Do this from time to time. And he didn't tell us how often, and different churches do it on different time schedules. But do this as a stop, a break, a pause. And so this Lord's Supper functions as that most important time out for us. But it's not just a time to stop. It's a time to think. To remind ourselves what life and our faith is all about. That God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die for us because God, the creator of the entire universe, cares deeply for us. And we need to stop and remind ourselves of that. Because I don't know about for you, but life is crazy. Sometimes even church life is crazy. I mean, since last Sunday, even in, in church life, you know, we had last Sunday's worship services. We had basketball practice. We had a business meeting. We had prayer meeting. We had Project Connect on on uh, Thursday with hundreds of people here, over 108 homeless people that we ministered to and helped. We had basketball games yesterday. That's just a typical week in the life of our church. And sometimes you and I, even in church life, need to stop and remember and think about what it's all about. Do this in remembrance of me. And so this is a time to think deeply about what's most important in life. To ponder the nature of God. To be reminded of the fact that he died on the cross for us. To be re-amazed at the reality that God would love me and you. Sinners. People who have done wrong, people who continue to do wrong, who know we are imperfect, but God cares deeply for us. We remind ourselves of those things. We get excited when we think about about the fact that Jesus is coming back someday. Because we can look at the world and at times it seems like it's out of control. 
The political world where everybody seems to hate each other and nobody really seems to be working for the good except for themselves and their own party. To look at things like inflation, to look at things like the war in Ukraine and Russia, which seems to be escalating again and even threats of nuclear war. It can seem like the world is out of control. And so we stop and we remember. No, God knows. God cares. God is in control. And so we stop and we think and we remind ourselves in our personal lives. I don't know about your life. Did your life ever get crazy? I mean, you got bills, you got relationships that, that, that often seem to go sour. You get doctor's appointments like I had where it's not good news. You, you, you're, you're paying your bills and then you go to the grocery store like I did uh, the other day and man that's like a buck more a pound now and that's 50 cents more and that's two bucks more and I bought less and paid more um, gas is going crazy again it's easy to get caught in the details of life and so we come and we participate in the Lord's Supper and we remind ourselves when we think deeply about it. wait a minute God knows what's going on he understands and he cares so we stop and we think. And then it's also for us a time of renewal to tell Jesus, and I hope you tell him this today, to tell Jesus that we're renewing our faith, we're recommitting our lives to him, to acknowledge that we are not yet what we want to be, not yet what he wants us to be, that we've never yet quite achieved that full commitment to Jesus, but we tell him that's what we want, that's what we're aiming for, that's what we're working for. And so, Jesus, and I hope you tell him today, I'm renewing my faith in you. I'm taking it to the next level. So listen, if you've been knocked down, and many of you have, it's time to get back up and put your faith back in Jesus. If you've been hit with trials and challenges, this is your time to give them to Jesus. If you've been busy with everything else, this is a good time to tell Jesus, man, I've been so busy, I haven't thought a whole lot about you, but you are my life and my focus if you've just been overwhelmed, hey, just take a moment and admit it to God. You know, I, I come to church and I know how to act like a Christian, but sometimes I don't feel like it. But I really want to live the Christian life. I want to be like Jesus. I want to focus on him. It's, it's a time for us to renew our faith in him. So don't let the opportunity go by. Don't just come and get the bread and the juice and go back and sit down and take the bread and the juice and hoping that somehow magically a little bit of wheat and a little bit of grape juice is, is going to change everything. You take it to God and you talk to Him. And you renew your faith in Him. And then the final thing that we do when we participate in the Lord's Supper, I already alluded to it, is that we anticipate or we look forward to the fact that Jesus is going to return. Paul told the church in Corinth, he said, hey, when we take this bread and this juice, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So we're going to do this. The church is going to do this. There will be churches. There will be believers doing this until the day that Jesus Christ returns. And then Jesus told his disciples, and I have no idea how he is going to rage it up there. I'll not do this again with you until heaven someday. 
I, I, I'm glad I won't be in charge of the logistics of handing out bread and juice to, to billions of, of believers in Jesus. I won't have to worry about the lighting or the platform or the music or anything else. I will just get there because Jesus has come back and taken every single one of his believers to be with him forever. Hey, listen, we, we, we sometimes argue about the how and the when and, and the exact details of the order. Today, just look forward to the fact that Jesus has not forgotten you, that someday he's going to come and he's going to be with you and take you to be with him forever. And anxiously look forward to that day. I get asked all the time, when is it going to be? I don't know. I just know it's going to be. Will it be this week? I don't know. I mean, things could go crazy in a week with someone threatening nuclear war and, and, and all kinds of things. Hey, this could be the week that Jesus comes back. Will it be during my lifetime? I've always thought so. I don't know, though. So I, I'm not making a prediction. I'm not a prophet. You guys know whenever I say something's going to happen, like the Raiders finally winning a game or something like that, I'm always wrong. So I am not a prophet that I can predict something, when, and how. I'm just telling you absolutely certainly that Jesus is coming back today. And as we participate in his Lord's Supper, it's something we get to look forward to. So think about that. So go through these things as, as you take the bread and the juice and you go back and, and you sit down and Stop. Man, God, I needed a timeout. I needed a break. I didn't even need church as normal. I needed something different. And I'm thinking deeply about you and who you are and how much you love me and how you died for me on the cross. And I'm recommitting myself to you because I want to serve you and be like Jesus until the day you call me home or until the day you come and get me when you get all of us. So I want you to think through those things. Stop, think, renew, anticipate. So what am I asking of you today? What now? Three simple things. I want you to decide to fully follow Jesus. Don't just come to church. Don't just be an attender. Don't just be a member. You tell Jesus. I want to follow you completely. That is my ultimate life goal. Number two, I want you to participate in the Lord's Supper with an open heart. God can and does speak as we focus on him. So open heart, open ears, because God may call you to something today. He may lead you to do something you've never done before. Even right now, he might be saying, look, it's time you join the church. It's time you're baptized. It's time you make that commitment that you've known for a long time you need to make to put your faith and trust in Jesus. So you participate with an open heart, and then you commit to living for Jesus when you leave. It is real easy to be on fire for Jesus in the midst of a Lord's Supper service. It is much more challenging to live for Jesus when you're cruising down I-10, when your kids get into an argument, when you and your boss disagree, when you're having a family fight. But we're called not to serve Jesus in the church only, but full-time, every day. 
And so you commit, Jesus, this is not just a church thing. This is a life thing. And so I challenge you, as we participate in the supper here in just a minute, that you allow God to do all those things in your life. Now, before we actually distribute the bread and the juice or have you come up and get it, we're going to have a time of prayer and invitation, a chance for you to come to the altar and pray. And by the way, I I, I know that's kind of old-fashioned, but it's healthy sometimes to just get out of your pew, come to the altar and pray or pray with the people down here and say, hey, I need help. I don't know what to do. Can you pray for me? We'll be more than honored to do that. Thank you for listening to messages from Avondale Baptist Church and Pastor Jack Marslinder. You can find out more about our church at abcaz.net and you can find Pastor Jack's sermons on most podcast apps. Thank you for listening and may God bless you.